0: following is a presentation of the Bellup sports media network 14 20 in the morning 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute hot tapes, recaps best bets and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction sit back grab your coffee and let's get into it at 14 20 in the morning for this 11th day of october 2023 today's show as always is brought to you by seatgeek.com and the seatgeek app use promo code 1420pod at seatgeek.com today uh, for uh, 20, for uh, 20 bucks off your uh, your first purchase there at seatgeek. Uh, yeah, it gets you some hockey tickets, to NHL season. Uh, it got going last night. We'll get to that in half a second. But remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com for all their great articles and other great podcasts that are on there as well, uh, such as the Corner Booth Podcast, Rise of the Occasion. And uh, my favorite, the boys over at Crap Brood Sports, who put on a uh, another entertaining, uh, entertaining show last night. Caesar, he, he makes me laugh, and all that that boy has for the uh, the for for football, well, college football, but football in general is uh, is second to none for a guy his age. It's something uh, something to behold on a, on a weekly basis. They have A lot of fun there. The uh, Crap Brood Sports podcast. So make sure you guys give that a give that a listen. Uh, thank you very much for joining us each and every day here from 1420 World headquarters. We appreciate it very much. Go to uh, the new and improved and uh, new content being added daily, the 1420 sportsbar.com. We're, uh, we're doing articles on there now and everything else in the online shop and everything 1420 is right there for you uh, for your viewing pleasure and reading pleasure and listening pleasure and everything else we got going on there. Anyways, the NHL season it got rolling last night. It was the Connor Bedard show uh, in uh, in Pittsburgh. They ended up winning, I think it was 3-1 or 4-2. It doesn't much matter. Bedard got the one assist. He uh, took, took, he likes shooting the puck. There's no getting around that. He had a lot of, a lot of chances from the slot. A lot of shots he took. Some of missing that, but uh, he uh, he had some opportunities last night to maybe get a goal. He uh, looks a little bit Small. He looked small-ish out there. There was no. He wasn't going to grow over the summer. I no one really expected that, but he just kind of looked a bit, a bit. Not. I don't want to say frail, because that's not really the, the right term. But he just looked small-ish compared to the uh, the rest. of some pretty pretty big boys that playing in the National Hockey League. So that's something that maybe he's got to put on a few few more pounds. He just looks like like a, a little kid out there in comparison. to Some other some of the big boys that are that are playing out there. But it's just one of those things. That's just when you're a young kid. Uh, the spotlight's on him. You, you, you probably wouldn't notice that if he was just a like a fourth a fourth round draft pick, or whatever else. But he, he'll have a he'll have a good career we talked about that a lot yesterday uh the one that really gets my um oh actually you know what i want to talk about the the leafs and montreal canadians that's something they, they get they get going tonight five o'clock my time seven o'clock uh eastern standard time check your local listings but there's one of those things that the uh, nhl i think they did that property you get a, a couple of rivalry games right right off the bat you get the uh the montreal canadians long storied franchise obviously out there in quebec and the Twenty nine thousand Stanley Cups, whatever it might be, and then obviously playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is you know the, the, obviously the uh, the bell of the ball, of the National Hockey League, and it's uh, they don't win a whole bunch of Stanley Cups, but they're very very successful, got a large fan base, and having those two teams face each other on the uh, on their opening night of the, of the of the NHL season, I think it's a very smart thing for the National Hockey to do. It, get, it gets the interest looming right off the bat, uh, like a, a Toronto uh, Nashville game wouldn't get the same kind of a coverage, it wouldn't get the same kind of buzz, and to get the hockey season going right, I think it's the right way to do things because people are so enthralled in the baseball playoffs people are so, so enthralled in football no matter what so if you get a uh, like a Wednesday night game like it is now and you throw the the Leafs Habs out there it's going to get a national audience get a lot of people excited and, and it's a good thing for the game of hockey and gets people watching it right across the country right off the bat and then later on tonight when that's all said and done you have the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks another national game everything else so people will be very interested in that one people will be in bed back, back east when that one gets going which is uh, obviously it's a weird thing for people out east to, to to follow all those sports the way we, we we're we can out here a little bit because the games aren't too late so we kind of have that bit of an advantage where you're not uh staying up past your bedtime on a school night to watch a, to watch a game but that's uh, vancouver edmonton games gets uh, going tonight and that's the big one for connor mcdavid a different connor all together it gets going on his quest to get that stanley cup he's uh Jeez, they, they're so they've lost the last two years. To the eventual Stanley Cup champions two years ago it was the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, where they just didn't, couldn't get any goaltending. They got swept aside. I think it was Mike Smith in net back then? They couldn't get a save from for the life of them. And then last year, uh, Soupy Campbell and, and Stuart Skinner were fighting the puck a little bit. They didn't get it done. They lost to the Vegas Golden Knights, I think, in six games, uh, whatever it was, and they couldn't get a save from that, them either. And it wasn't McDavid's fault by any means. But it's now it's uh, eight years into the McDavid show in, up there in Edmonton, uh, and you can't. Geez, it's already been eight years. It's hard to believe it's been. been and it's gone by so quick but now you're at, you're at a situation mcdavid's got to uh, uh solidify his legacy a little bit because you know what you can go through your entire career not get a stanley cup and it, it's it's one of those things you you uh to be able become a legend i think you have to uh you have to get yourself a stanley cup he's already got a, a trophy case full of art ross trophies and Hart trophies and maurice richards and lester b pearson's or patrick or whatever the uh the awards are and you you're just more ted Lindsay's, i guess lester b pearson there's a there's a trophy for that isn't there i doesn't much matter uh, but there is a thing that you got to go you got to think that he needs to win a Stanley Cup to uh, to solidify his legacy to get himself to that legendary status to get to that next level of superstar. mean, yes he's the best player in the National Hockey League the best player to ever play the game not the greatest but the best player to ever play the game with the speed that he does things at and everything else and he has to get himself in a position to win the Stanley Cup and, and get one done this year you, you eventually you just run out of chance to get that done and he's in his eighth year now and you can only get you, you, you plateau at your, your point totals like you look and Steve Eisman, what he was doing back with the Red Wings back in the day. And he, he uh, eventually plateaued at what he was doing for points when he became a different kind of a player. Uh, and, you know, it's more of a, a defensive guy, you know, p- pass kind of guy, make sure we're taking care of the, our zone, taking care of everything else, uh, uh, kind of a player with Scotty Bowman at the helm. But McDavid's not that kind of a guy. But like, eventually you do plateau at points. I don't see him get, getting above 150 this year. It was, um, they were playing like with a video game last year with that power play that was, was automatic. But McDavid has to find a way to get the team and and lead that team to a Stanley Cup. It's not been his fault over the past two seasons, why they didn't get it done and why they didn't uh, get, to, get to further inning and get to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. But it's a thing now where McDavid, he's t- kind of taking the bull by the horns this summer and he invited, he told it, not invited. He basically told, you know, they've evolved and told his uh, his Oilers teammates to end up back in Edmonton a little bit early, cut their summer vacation short and come for something that they call uh, captain practices. I'm sure a lot of other teams have done it over the past, but it was, it was something that was highly documented because McDavid is on that quest get that first Stanley Cup and get that monkey off his back and prove to the world that he can do it. I think that they have a team that can get something done. Of course, you have Leon Drysaddle there, who's who uh, is uh, probably second or third best on the planet. Depends what day of the day of the week, they the week, the week it is. He's a top five. Just don't get around that. You can forget forget about, forget about McKinnon and uh, Pasternak and uh, and even Kale McCara who, who are right up there in the, the best in the world. And you can't forget Austin Matthews, who can score at will. But McDavid and Drysaddle are two guys that you think they want to get something done, and they want to get to a Stanley Cup in their in their in their hell in their hold. Uh, there hasn't been. Won one in in in, in Canada since nineteen ninety three. The last time anybody at Edmonton won it was nineteen ninety when Mark Messier won uh, the first one without Wayne Gretzky there. And so it's one of those things. That's how you get that legendary status. You can win and win and and win and, and not get a Stanley Cup, score goals at will, and everything else and like their power play did last year. You can have that, and you can uh, get get things going. But come the playoff time, that's when you become a uh, a part of uh, forever. And being a part of forever is something that all these guys strive to 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 be. Yeah, you can be a legend in your own town, and a legend in your uh for the t- your, your your fan base but for the rest of the the hockey world or the sports world to to know to uh, notice you and say that you are part of the part of forever. You have to win something, and then there isn't anybody saying that McDavid's a bad hockey player. There's no one saying that McDavid is a, 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 a isn't a, an all-time great, that, but that that's not not what I'm saying, but he's uh, at a level right now that um, is a little bit be, be, uh, behind a guy like Mark Messier. Obviously, he hasn't played as long as Messier, and he'll probably he should, should surpass Messier, but he's at a level right now where if he doesn't get a lot, uh, you know, he'll get to the 1,000 points, get 1,500 points, but he's at a level way behind Sidney Crosby is right now, and there's no getting around that. Crosby has the three Stanley Cup yes he's been in the league a little bit longer and he has the olympic gold medal and everything else but it, until mcdavid can go out there and win two or three stanley cups he's going to be behind uh sydney crosby he's not even at a level of uh, alex ovechkin as of yet because ovechkin does have that one cup and ovechkin does have have the eight uh, chasing the gretzky's 892 goals or whatever it was but uh, yes the mcdavid has a few more years left in him and it took a long time for for ovechkin to get that stanley cup but for for McDavid to get to that next level of uh, legend of legendary, he has to win something, and he has to get it done soon. Before you know it, you'll be in year ten, year eleven, and there'll, there'll be some rebuilding. And hockey careers aren't as long as they used to be. These guys make a lot more money. They they uh, they do take care of their bodies a little bit, but guys are, are out of the league a lot to earlier than they were back in the '80s and '90s. Guys don't play past the age of 38 very often. Guys don't play like a, which is weird that they that uh, that Sh- uh, Shifley and uh, Hellebuck got those contracts from Winnipeg on on monday if that wasn't a turkey dump i don't know what was i came out of nowhere those contracts we'll talk about the winnipeg jets maybe later on this week but it's one of those things where McDavid, if he doesn't get it done this year, because like next year you have uh, you have Leon Draisaitl, is going to want to raise his contract is up next year, and then that's it for him. And you don't know what the other teams are doing. The Oilers have uh, they have enough grit on their team with Evander Kane uh, there to kind of play the role of a of a Matthew Kachuk per se. Let's look how Kachuk carried the the uh, Florida Panthers to the finals last year. I'm not saying that Kane's got the skill level as Kachuk, but he's got the grit level that Kachuk has, and he can be as much of an agitator as any anybody it's going to come down once again to the edmonton Oilers getting some goaltending getting some stops and making sure that soupy campbell and uh um stewart skinner can make a save here and there because if they don't they're not It's going to be the exact same thing uh this year as it was last year and there's no getting around that is mcdavid on a bit of a mission yeah there's a lot of people picking them to win the stanley cup there's a lot of people that say that this is the year that they're going to finally get it done that mcdavid is a man possessed but until the oilers and ken holland can put it to put a team together that's behind um behind McDavid and Sally, I don't know if they can get it done. McDavid has to be the center of that carousel. He obviously is, but he's he's what makes that wheel go around in in Edmonton and throughout the National Hockey League, but he is the guy that has to get it done, and the pressure is on McDavid to get it done this year, because if not this year, when? Eventually, you just run out of chances, and there's still some teams in the, in the Western Conference alone that are very strong. Obviously, the Stanley Cup champion, the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights, or Vegas Golden Knights, I guess they're only called, are are still probably top, a top favorite. They're, they're banged up. They played a little bit longer last year, and who knows what Stone, he don't like getting body checked, apparently, in the preseasons, like we talked about, me and Dave talked about a week, week or so ago, and uh, they're, they're getting a little bit old, Older, but they, they find a way to get it done, and then you have uh, a great team in Colorado who took a step back last year. Obviously, they had a lot of injuries, but they're they're healthier this year, so they're going to be a, a tough team for the Oilers to uh, to get by in the playoffs. And if McDavid don't get it done this year, it's, you just wonder when and you wonder how his trophy case is full. He can't fit anymore more in there. There's no getting around that. He needs he I'm sure he has something a, P, a place on his mantle for his uh, replica Stanley Cup trophy to uh, to hoist in his great big house Edmonton or wherever he decides to live once his career is over. I don't think be sticking around Edmonton. Not that Edmonton's not a nice city, but I'm sure a guy with that many zeros behind his bank account can kind of find a place uh, a little bit warmer locale when it's all said and done. But uh, I, I expect the Oilers to have a very good season. I expect them to score a lot of goals. Their power play, like I said last year, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins was a uh, reinvigorated player last year for the for the Edmonton Oilers When on, on that power play. He got a lot of points on that team. That was picking up Zach Hyman, and now they have Brown there, Connor Brown. Uh, they got some guys there that can put together a hockey team in a particular Stanley Cup. It's the dry side of the McDavid show, and they're only going to go as far as their goal single will take them. If they don't get some saves uh, late in the season like they didn't get last year in the playoffs in the before in the playoffs then they'll be uh, on the outside looking in and it'd be too bad for for a guy with the talent like McDavid has to um to not win a Stanley Cup and because you you look at a guy like um Jerome McGinley. Yes, he's an all-time great and everything else. He's he's a legend in Calgary, but he's a legend in Calgary, right? And the way he chased Cops at the end of his career, going to Colorado, then going to Pittsburgh, and then, and then Boston, and then Pittsburgh, or whatever, which, which way it went. Uh, it was a, not a bad look, but it was just a, it was almost a sad look, I guess, is one of those things, chasing the ex-girlfriend around from, from town to town to hope she's going to fall in love with you again. It, you just wonder if it's uh, it was if it was worth it at the end of McGinley's uh, career to, to not tarnish his legacy, but tarnish his legacy. Because you, you look at all these guys with all the stats they got they have the heart trophies they have everything else but on their hall of Fame hall of fame plaque i guarantee you, and i got another guy was marcel dion and i wrote an article about it yesterday it's on up on the 1420sportsbar.com that uh guys like again Lynn, guys like marcel dion uh, i guarantee you that they would rather have um stanley cup champion somewhere on on their plaque in the hall of fame and not just how many goals they scored and everything else because at the end of the day uh it's the team success and those kind of memories that uh, and the bank account that matters but it's the team success and and becoming a legend and the legendary status and the joy you bring people that matters most and there's nothing that brings uh sports fans of wherever it is nothing brings us sports fans together more than a championship and the dislike of another team we'll get into that in half a second here on 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 this day but you you just think that McDavid has to win one he's uh he's already got everything he's going to need if he retired tomorrow for whatever reason he would be in the hall of fame i would i would put money on just without the amount of points he already has and the art ross trophies he has and everything else that he's already done in his in his short eight year career but you 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 want you, 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 you got to get that stanley cup to be considered a legend and uh until you win one you're not considered a legend especially in edmonton there where they were uh, they won five and seven years or whatever it was with a couple of guys named uh, messier and uh, gretzky and Fuhrer and all those guys i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put uh, kevin lowe on the legendary status but he's got more stanley cups than the rest of those guys i'm not saying that they won stanley cups because of kevin lowe but he didn't hurt that team uh, when it was all said and done so yeah legends. That's what these guys strive to be when they get to a certain level of hockey. Yeah, there's guys who play in the National Hockey League who are, are uh, fourth-line plumbers, and they, they, they appreciate the job, but it's the superstars that want to be megastars, and McDavid's one of those ones. Uh, he's the biggest star in the game right now. There's no getting around that, And uh, but he has to go out and get one done this year, and w- once again, if not, when uh this is the year mcdavid go out and get one done we'll put some money down on bet us or on bodog or somewhere and, and see what you can do before the season gets going here should be interesting game tonight in, in vancouver vancouver's got a, a a little bit better team this year they uh they remember when rick Tocchet took over last year and uh they kind of they got better. They got that that boost whenever a coach gets fired. They tend to win a few games here and there. So some changes after uh, Brucey e. Boudreaux was let go, and then uh, Rick Tockett took over and changed things up. But they have they have a better team this year. Are they a playoff team? Probably not. Not a, They are not going to withstand a cup by any means in Vancouver. And there's going to be the the outrage come tomorrow morning again. Guaranteed, same team, same results in Vancouver. So it's going to be interesting to see it all going. Leafs, Canadians tonight. Too bad Baltimore Orioles. A little uh, too, too bad you guys your season came to an end last night in baseball. I just just couldn't pitch well enough to to stop. Up that uh, that juggernaut Texas Rangers team—it's unbelievable how good that team is—and and, oh, and the, the Houston Astros just keep rolling, don't they? Like it unbelievable how that team just keeps going. It looks like it's going to be a, an all-Texas battle in the uh, ALCS, which should be a lot of fun. Go- get going there, uh, and then you got the Phillies and uh, Braves battling it out tonight, so that should be a great baseball game. Said it yesterday, I said it before. This is the best time of year to be a sports fan. It's all—it's all rolling. There's lots to talk about here at 1420 Sports Sports. make sure you guys are tuning in on a daily basis to uh, get my two cents on it. Make sure you drop us a line at 1420. 20sports at gmail.com or uh, just uh, drop us on our social media accounts. We always appreciate the comments and talks and everything else. And make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button up on your screen there if you're watching us on YouTube today. Thank you very much. And also, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, here's a, uh, and yeah, SeatGeek. Here's a word from our friends at SeatGeek. The foul baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. All right, a little coffee disaster there during that commercial break. A little coffee all over the face and all over my shirt, but whatever. We'll get get through it. It's not a big deal. Uh, Let's get into her. On this day in 2003, the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees faced off in Game 3 of the American League Championship Series at Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts. Tempers began to flare in the top of the fourth inning when the Yankees were up 3-2 when Pedro Martinez threw a pitch a little higher and tighter than Yankees right fielder Kareem Garcia-like. Well, it actually hit him, so it's one of those things. Uh, Things really went sideways in the bottom half of the inning when Manny Ramirez uh, took exception to a pitch that wasn't at all close to hitting him from Roger Clemens then things really went sideways when the bench is cleared and 72 year old yankees bench coach don zimmer charged after pedro martinez martinez grabbed him by the head as you can see there threw him to the ground and all hell kind of broke loose the yankees won game three four three and the series uh in in seven games five nights later it's one of the most epic games and or epic series in the history of major league baseball uh yankees red sox rivalry and on and on it went uh six five 11 11-inning win off a walk-off home run from Yankees serve baseman and uh, current manager of the Yankees, Aaron Boone on this day in uh, in 2003, it's crazy. I think it was 20 years ago when all that was going down. And that rivalry was, was so great. It's not a rivalry anymore. It's not. It's uh it's it's poses one, but it was so so great. It was intense back then. If you're a Yankees fan, a Red Sox fan, or just a baseball fan in general, that was just a, it was such a theatrics every night during that 2003 ALCS with the brawls and the, the comebacks and the fights and everything else. And this is the Yankees how they they just found a way to win all the time. And you know it was a great series. It was a fun fun part to to, to watch and be a part of. And like I said, it's, it's hard to believe. That was uh, that was twenty years ago, and that pitch was never even close to hitting Ramirez. I don't know what he was barking about. They were what an idiot! That guy was an idiot. I'm getting revved up at uh, nine oh six in the morning here at fourteen twenty World Headquarters, thinking about that series. But anyways, uh, what do we got here? Happy 62nd birthday to Pro Football Hall of Famer Steve Young. Young was born on this day in 1961 in Salt Lake City, Utah. Young's pro football career got off to a bit of a rocky start after his college career ended at BYU. He played a couple seasons in the USFL for the Los Angeles Express once that league cratered, he played two seasons for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he went 3-16 and as a starter. The Bucks figured that he was a bust and traded him to the San Francisco 49ers after drafting Vinny Testaverde, uh, first overall in the 1987 draft. But Yankee, ser- or Young, served as a backup to Joe Montana shortly after that. Then things really got going for Young once he uh, took the starting role when Montana got hurt. Uh, He won the MVP in 92-94, two Super Bowls as a starter for the 49ers, seven-time Pro Bowler's career. Young passed for 33,124 yards, rushed for 4,239 more, threw threw for 232 touchdowns, rushed for 43 more. Steve Young was inducted into the Professional Football Hall of Fame in 2005 and probably the best left-handed quarterback in NFL history. I just threw that in there for, for whatever. I can't think of five more, but no. Uh, uh, happy birthday to Steve Young! Great football player, and he he uh, probably could have caved in and said that's enough, but he uh, believed in himself a little bit. So it's kind of like how how we should we should all uh, go through through life is you know he could have gave up after the USFL and then win the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave up on him but he ended up winning himself a couple super bowls now he's on tv and the rest of the history with steve young right just a little perseverance you can get things done like Corey hart said never surrender back in 1983 one of those uh, there's there's a little history for you and uh don't do this very awkward with this one kind of deserves this one uh, a little tip of the cap goes out to uh Barry Melrose, uh, who's stepping away from his job with ESPN, has revealed he has Parkinson's. Over 50 years in the game of hockey, as a player, coach, analyst, and the like. Uh, He coached the Hat Tigers about the Memorial Cup in the Western Hockey League Junior Hockey back in 87-88 before moving on to the LA Kings. Uh, And he remembered the long hair and everything else and the mullet and everything with those Kings teams. Almost won a Stanley Cup in 1993 with Wayne Gretzky. out there, uh, he's one of the greatest coaches, one of the, be- the best motivators. And now, then, he's on TV for a long time, always a good sense of humor. So, the uh, 1420 uh, tip, tip of the cap goes out to uh, Barry Melrose. Uh, they're going to be battling cancer or, or Parkinson's, sorry, not cancer, Parkinson's. And uh, best of luck to him and his family on moving forward. But yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to step away, obviously. But when uh, uh, it just goes to show that family, uh, there's stuff outside the world of sports that matters, right? And there's a lot of things going on in the world of sports that uh, get people revved up and uh, get people upset. But uh, you know what when you, you see people fighting in the stands you go what the hell because you got guys like barry melrose who who uh make a, a living out of it and he's stepping away to be with his family and, be, and take care of the things that are important in life and uh lastly but not least the uh, National Hockey League took the step yesterday to uh, ban uh, the pride tape from hockey sticks and everything else. And for for a t- for a league that says that it's a inclusion uh, of everyone and hockey's for everyone, and the stance that they said that they say that they take, they really find a way to barf all over themselves and uh, and step away from that that thought process. The uh, if, wh- whether you be- you like it or not, or don't believe it, or don't the, the pride flag and, and the pride uh, the pride. Uh, Symbolism is basically just for inclusion, and that's what it was, or that's what it is. It's a safe place for kids to realize that they belong and they can be part of something. And um, it's just that they know I can be accepted. And you wonder why the NHL steps away from that, and, they, and then they say they're not going to have the military jersey nights, they're not going to have the, um, the, the the Native awareness uh, jerseys, the, the orange jersey nights anymore, and they're going to stay stay away from that kind of stuff. Uh, you wonder why? Like you just wonder why? What's it hurt to uh, to if when you when you have a platform like the NHL does or any sport does? Why not? Uh, let it out there and let it be known that you're 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 for everybody. You're trying to help out uh, the the cause and help out society and help people out. And to get rid of the, the pride tape thing, you, you just wonder what they were thinking. It, it doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, it, it it only helps a, a small community, a small, a small small portion of people, and it helps people know that they're that they're part of something and that they can help out and that they can um, they can be included too. You just think over the years. I think we talked about it a while. Like we had some crazy crap going on in Fort McLeod there with the the. Drag, right, drag, uh, drag shows and stuff. That's where I'm from is Fort McLeod, and then there was uh, some damage done to the local theater and burning the pride flags and things. Uh, but it just doesn't make any sense to me why why people would do that. But when a kid doesn't feel included, he'll step away. When when a kid is uh, when he knows he's gay on the like he knows himself that he's gay, he knows before anybody else does, and when they're scared to admit what what's going on and they can't don't have a safe place to go to or a person to talk to then it it can only get worse for them so having the the pride uh the pride inclusion is is one thing that that shouldn't be uh looked down upon or or banned from anywhere yeah you just wonder how many kids over the years before before it was uh it was it's always been okay to be gay but for before it was okay to um I think you guys know what I'm what I'm, what I'm wording here. Before it's okay to to come out of the closet and say you know what it's it's okay to be gay. It's it's just part of life. It's it's happening for, for forever. You wonder how many kids didn't uh, come go to go to play hockey or basketball or football or soccer or whatever it might have been because they they didn't want to be uh made fun of in the dressing room or on the ice and, and some because there, there were some pretty mean things that were said in uh, 30 years ago when I was playing hockey to uh, people who who, were, who weren't gay right so you just you remember that 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 goes on you wonder how many kids just stepped away from the game of hockey completely and when hockey when they say hockey's for everyone but not everyone all the time that's what it kind of looked like to me it was a bad look for Nash Hockey yesterday to do that and you just wonder if uh, if a superstar like Connor McDavid went on the ice night in Vancouver and he put he just said you know what screw it find me I don't care what are you gonna do what are you gonna do? not let me play hockey you wonder if mcdavid on the ice with the uh, pride tape he was pretty vocal about it yesterday on television but you just wonder if he if uh, mcdavid or or austin matthews or whoever else uh, because uh, morgan riley for the leafs he spoke up about it yesterday on sports center too as well so you wonder if all these superstars came out so you know what you can't tell us what what tape to put on our on our hockey sticks and if you what are you gonna do find me tell me not to use my stick fuck you there first swear word at 9 12 in the morning but there it is that's my thoughts on the pride tape nhl bad luck on you and uh, kids if you if you do have if you're if you are listening to this and uh, you want someone to talk to to reach out to somebody there's always someone to talk to and uh and be included because you know what your your rights matter just as much as anybody else it doesn't hurt anybody to to uh to have the pride tape it doesn't hurt anybody for any of that stuff so why the nhl stepped away from it is a mystery to me but there it is anyways there's my little rant for the day my little ramble everything goes kind of get ramble on it's about, about some stuff that goes on through my mind remember check us out, uh, check out our website for the 1420sportsbar.com uh Articles going up on their daily in our online shop, and it has all the links to all our shows and everything on there. Go to bellyupsports.com for all their great articles. And, uh, yeah, check out some other podcasts. Listen to some of our old podcasts. Talk about ours. Hit the subscribe button. But most of all, remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.